Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and it is March, it is Batman month because the 1000th issue of Detective Comics is coming out as well as it happening to be the 80th birthday of Batman. So we're doing the Batman movies, we've done Batman, we've done Batman Returns, so that naturally leads us on to Batman Forever, which is what this Obviously. episode is going to be about. Uh, just full spoilers, we're not going to do a spoiler free search, I feel like you've either seen this or you don't care. <laughs> This is basically the options here. Or, more likely, both. Very possibly both, yes. Uh, so, we're about Batman Forever, which is the first of the two Joel Schumacher films. It is still te- technically the third film in this part of the franchise. It's still... Yeah, it definitely follows on. I mean, I'm sure there was some recasting here or there, but... Some recasting? Some? <laughs> yeah, some. I, Batman! <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, Seriously, what, Bat- Batman and Harvey, but I mean the rest of it's kind of there. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Alfred and Commissioner Gordon, there'd be nothing to connect this. There's a mention of Catwoman, not by name. There's there's a reference. No, not by name, no. There's a reference to someone in skin tight leather and a whip. There's a reference I'm, to that. Pretty clear. It's pretty clear. I actually forgotten they'd even reference Catwoman to be honest. Um... And honestly, in terms of events, that is the only thing that is referenced from the previous films. Is a vague mention of someone who may be Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. The bat, the the bat plane and boat are the same. There was a bat boat in my daughter. Yeah, I'm sure it showed up a little bit. Do not, do not. I mean, are you thinking the sewer and returns? Yeah. Was that the same boat? I thought it was. I thought they were redesigned still. Fair enough. They look the same to me. Well, they're black and they're a boat. And they're exactly. It's the same. But I'm pretty sure it's different because the Batmobile is very different for a start. No, the Batmobile is different. And yeah. they want to sell new toys. So I'm going to stake my, my foot down and say, no, they redesigned them, even if they feel similar enough. That, that's a good enough reason. But following the same design aesthetic. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things like that kind of carry over. <clears throat> Yeah. Gotham itself feels kind of similar, but more brighter. With lots and lots of neon, for some reason. Lots of statues, which weren't there last time. Yeah. And I remember that going even more overboard in the next one, but um, in fact, one of the things I actually tweeted out yesterday when I was watching it, I was shocked, I was gobsmacked at one of the, the aerial shots. Uh, it's, it's, it's going into like where Enigma works at Wayne Tech, and it's like it's going past this waterfall, and there's like big statues at the side, and it's going into the window. It's this big aerial shot, but it's all CG. From Call, the... Calling it an aerial shot is giving it too much justice. It's, it's supposed to be an aerial shot, <laughs> but it, it's a CG, completely CG shot from 1995. And I was, I, to, I paused it, took a screenshot and put it on Twitter and said, holy shit, look at this thing. It's garbage. It looks terrible. It's pretty bad, yeah. Um, I don't remember, I mean, it's been all since I've seen this, but I, I don't remember the, the effects being this uh, cringeworthy. No, when it when it does shots like that, which to be fair, there's not that many of, but when it does, they're awful. Absolute garbage. It, it looks like the sort of thing I expect from a music video from two thousand one, um, which yeah. is a few years later. But music videos, by their nature, have much less sophisticated effects than you 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 would think, wouldn't you? Than movies of the time period. So. Yeah, so so some of the effects have not aged well, but that's not what we're really here to talk about. You know, obviously we'll talk about the differences from the, the last two, but 
This one, like, I thought the Burton movies were campy. I stand by that. I think they are too campy. This one, it feels like in some ways it's campier, but in other ways that it's not. Sure. Right? Because, yeah. like, I, I, I told you something last night after I watched it about some of the music being especially campy. Did, did you notice what I was talking about? I did, but you described it in a certain way. And I obviously hadn't listened to this score in a long yeah. time, so I didn't remember. Uh, so I was listening out. I can tell you exactly what it is they're doing. And I, and campy is... It's only campy in the 90s and now, I suppose. It's not It's not campy in its, in its intention. Because what it is, is 60s spy music. Which is campy. It's, it's spy music. Well, I mean, not, not always. No, it's campy. No, I mean, sure, fine. It's I'm campy. Not even, I'm not bothering arguing. <laughs> I don't care what the intention is, it's campy. I don't know. I don't know if that one is. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. Campy as shit. Uh, we still got the rubber neck. He still can't turn his damn head. Uh, this has the famous moment where he tries to give a thumbs up to Gordon in the in the bat plane. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he has to turn his entire body around. I'll give it credit though. The fighting doesn't look as bad. No, looks alright. Batman in hand to hand combat does not look as stupid as it did in the last movie. So, I don't know, points. Some, there's, some a, points. there's there's less murdering happening. There's less murdering. Uh, Almost none. I mean, the the only well, nah, you can, can I cut that one at the end? I suppose. Yeah, uh, that, that's the, there's, there's the one major one. Yeah, there's also a, there's a dodge of a rocket that kills some other people, but that's not really Batman's fault. No, no, I, I, that's not intentional. Yeah. Him dodging a bullet or a rocket that hits someone else is not his fault. No, so no, no, yeah, but there's one at the end, um, which honestly is really murky because the entire yeah. arc for Robin is that he shouldn't want to murder Harvey Dent for killing his parents. And then at the end, Bruce just kind of does a thing that kills him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. Like, you could argue that him throwing the coins up to confuse Harvey when he's tossing his coin, because he's two-faced. He, you know, he, he does his coin toss to decide things. That he didn't intend for him to fall off, but what else did he see happening? Yeah. It's... it's gross negligence at the very best and the worst part about it is that it cuts to dick grayson's face and he's got this like orgasm face as he's looking down he's like breathing he's like he's breathing really heavily he's like really into it yeah a bit bit of a joygasm yeah 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 riddler has that line um yeah my my big problem with this movie actually beyond some of the campiness just being kind of like ridiculous is actually like how disjointed the whole thing actually feels like See, when you break it down into the, the plots that it's trying to do, I felt like a lot of the things just kind of happened off-screen and we were just expected to sort of buy that they progressed to a certain point. Like, Bruce Wayne's relationship with Nicole Kidman's character was her first Chase. Chase, yeah. Like, you know, he sees her, and it's like, ah, no, she's into Batman. Okay, fine. That's what it is. Yeah, he goes and visits her as Bruce yeah. uh, at her office. T- takes her to the circus... And then, but, but the next time they're seeing each other, like they have, they seem to be really close all of a sudden. And then almost immediately, Bruce is talking about telling her everything and possibly giving up Batman. And he gives up because that's the thing. That's what that's the stupid part of this movie is that the main plot of this movie. Now, admittedly, it's not as obvious as it used to be because I know the original script and you know when they deleted some scenes, it became a bit you know vaguer. But the plot of this movie is essentially that Bruce Wayne's forgotten why he's Batman, 
Yeah. And he has to remember why he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know uh, originally there was like literal amnesia uh, at points, yeah, yeah. right? Um, that, yeah, I mean, well, that's gone, thankfully. Yeah, it's, it's just this vague stuff where he's like, I'm having nightmares about the night my parents died, and or, you know, he's, he's seeing the bat, and it, it's, it's doing this thing where he doesn't really remember, and he gives up being Batman, and that seems really weird to me. He's, he's just like, okay, uh, Chase says she wants Bruce Wayne and not Batman, therefore I'm going to give up Batman. And he just, you know, turns... And this is the thing, at this point in the movie... Two-Face hasn't been caught. Riddler's not been caught. They're it's, at large. It's, it's also very contradictory to earlier scenes that he's had with Chase. As mm. Bruce, where they're talking about, you know, duality and how, you know, people have more than one side to them. Yeah. I just, I don't get how he makes this leap. And even even once he makes the leap, he's like, I'm going to tell her everything now. And like, but if you tell her everything now, and she understands you're both the same person... Can't you continue doing both? Yeah, like it just—it felt like this weird leap in logic that didn't make Unless a lot of sense. Unless she says, "No, no, you've got to be Bruce," right? You know, if she says, "No, no, you have to choose." Do, do, then... the sad, do you know what the sad part of this is, though? What? Is I can see the good movie in here. I can actually see it in the distance. It's foggy. It's covered in shit. It's cloudy. It's underneath, you know, like manure. But I can see the the, the core idea being that this is the the movie about Batman where him being Batman stops being unhealthy, where he understands who he is, what he is, and thinks about it in a more rational human being way, right? Where, you know, because earlier on in this film, she's saying how, oh, you have to be this level of deranged to dress up as a bat and go out and beat up criminals and blah, 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 right? It's not wrong. This is, this, I think the point of this movie was supposed to be that by the end, he would be over this idea of it's like he's obsessed with the war. And it was that line towards the end where he says, you know, I'm Batman not because I have to be, because I choose to be. Like, yeah. a movie building up to that line of dialogue, I think could actually be quite good. Fair enough. It's not this movie, though. It's not this movie. I'm not saying it is this movie, I'm, but I'm <laughs> saying I, I can see where the idea was, like where it came from. I don't know if the original person who had the idea was even involved in the final script. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, it's hard to say, because obviously a lot of this comes from Burton's original, because he, he obviously he planned a third movie, uh, mm-hmm. I believe he was still planning to use Two Face and Riddler. I think he was going to use Scarecrow as well, and it was going to be about the the fear of of what's driving him as well. Yeah, Scarecrow. Obviously, that's gone. Scarecrow was then going to be in the fifth one that never happened. Yeah, that was that was planned for the fifth one. Yeah, but I know in in the original, but that was the intention of that movie. Um, so I mean, I think that the the the, the things you're describing presumably would have been in that version of the script to some extent. To some extent, admittedly, I wouldn't have trusted Tim Burton to make it either, but, like, I just, like, I can see the potential of a story about Bruce, because I'll give it, this, this is something I'll give it credit, it handles it horribly, it doesn't work, it feels like parts are missing, it feels like it's, you know, things that just feel like there's gaps where logic is just skipped over for whatever reason, yeah. we're just supposed to buy certain things, but at the very least, this movie is operating under the pretense that Bruce Wayne has an arc. The Batman actually has a story in this movie, which is something that I don't think the last two, especially Returns, had. No, that's fair. Um, so I will give it points for that. I will absolutely give it points. Still, for rather that. watch the last two though. I wouldn't. <laughs> this is still terrible, but it's less painful than the last two. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I think at that point, it just comes down to taste. I can stomach this more to a point. No, I'm going to watch it again anytime soon, or ever maybe. <laughs> But, but like, you know, that's what it is. And because there's, there's, there's so many things in this that are underbaked. 
Dick Grayson, Robin. First of all, what age is this asshole supposed to be? College-aged. Yeah, he says that later on, but before that in the movie, when he shows up at Bruce Wayne's mansion, he says the reason why he's there is because, oh, this will cut out a lot of social services and, and you know other things. And I'm like, but if he's college-aged, then why is there social services involved, really? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's 17. And he would be going <laughs> to college soon. Okay. This is a stretch because he looks twenty six. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> but he does, I mean, he does not look high school aged, which is what you are telling me. Uh, yeah, obviously. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it by looks. I'm yeah, going. Yeah, but he's based he, on contextual dialogue. Even like on like uh, like network TV standards, he looks old too old. Yeah. Right. He looks too yeah. old. He looks like he's in his mid twenties at the very least, and. Which is fine, if you're going to do an older Robin, fine. Oh, by the way, screw them. Screw them for doing the, oh, what do I call myself? Nightwing, maybe? Nah. Like, it has no context as to why you would say that. It's no. not a thing. At least Batboy made sense, because someone called him that. And it's the yeah, obvious thing to say. Stupid, shitty name, but... Yeah, yeah, but in terms of just thinking of ideas, it, it makes sense why that was like the first one that came into someone's head. It does. It does. Um... But anyway, no. the bigger problem with this story is that it's kind of, like, missing. It, what I mean by that is, like, so so his parents die at the circus, right? Fine. Shows up at Bruce's, fine. He's going to leave, but they convince him to stay, fine. After that, like, I was kind of paying attention to the scenes that he was in. There's one scene where, this really over-the-top scene where he's putting his washing on the clothesline, and he's doing it like a ninja for some reason, and it's the guitar music, there's, like, electric guitars, like, blaring yeah. through the music. And it's just this over the top nineties of shit thing, and all I can imagine is if I was if you were actually standing in this room without the editing and you were just watching him do this, he'd look an idiot. What do you mean he would? He does look like an <laughs> idiot even in this scene. Okay, he would look like more of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The editing, the editing is basically functioning like canned laughter, where it's trying to make it feel like it's cool, and you know it's not cool. But you know, once it's like, see, see those like, clips of like Big Bang Theory when they take the laughter away to see how awkward sure. it looks. Or awkward it sounds, maybe more accurately. Like yeah. it's kind of that. But if if you took the editing away and it was just a wide shot of them doing this, mm. it would be okay. ten times worse. Yeah. yeah, it probably would. So I'm just you know, it's saying. So you have that scene. You have a scene where he asks what's up behind the the closet the door, door. Yeah. And Alfred cracks a joke saying it's these ex-wives, which is actually a reference to a uh, uh, Rebecca Hitchcock movie. I think. I think that's what's supposed to be referencing. Uh, so you know what? Fair play. You reference a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> Nice, nice one. Um, and then the very next scene with them is Alfred announcing, or, you know, asking, where, where are you, Master Grace? And then he's like, oh, I'm up here, Alfred. And he goes in the door, and we get the gymnastics as he jumps down and yeah. slides in the room and finds the, the, the back cave. Then we have a scene with him in the car, uh, and some people attack him. He tries to save a girl. And also, the start of this scene, he... He actually opens up the, the, the Batmobile and is, says something really stupid. I can't remember what the line was now. It was it was you know, it was something like uh oh hello my my choco hotties or something like that. It was it was it it was this really obnoxious nineties I'm a I'm like a pimp kind of line of dialogue. Yeah, yeah okay. It was awful. It's not as fun- it's not as funny as literally like a minute later where he just goes, I'm Batman. I just forgot my suit. Yeah, no one's buying that. Um, uh, you know, Batman shows up and saves him, and then they have a fight in the Batcave about what he should be doing. Um, 
And again, I can kind of see like this is how you like you, you have Bruce have this arc where he realizes why he's Batman again and choosing to be Batman in a healthy way is that he wants to show Dick that it can be done healthily. Like you know, you can make the Dick be a part of that story and make sure. it relate to what's going on. Instead, it just feels like a separate subplot that has nothing to do with the main thing. Um, so he gets angry and leaves when Batman decides to not be Batman anymore. We see him ride off on his motorbike, and then he just reappears after the big attack as as full on Robin. Yeah. And there's like yeah. never a reason why he came back. There's never a reason why he changed his mind. There's never any kind of. I thought it was um no. There's not a sing barring after the 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 kid you know, you know the the final ending in the lair. Mm-hmm. He never meets Riddler. That's true. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not a single scene of them interacting. He never meets Riddler. He basically is essentially just a damsel in distress in the final scenes. Yep. He's he's just you know he's just the second damsel. That's all. He's he is. there so Batman has a choice to make. That's it. Yeah, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if he did more useful things before then. But he's no, just. No, no, but that's literally yeah. the only thing he's there for. That's the that's literally the only thing he does. Um, I mean, his suit looks fine as as far as matching the Batman suit. Yeah, yeah. There's no huge problems with it. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Aside. Bit too rubbery, of course, but unlike Batman, he doesn't have a kill, so he can actually move his head. So he actually looks less silly. <laughs> he actually yeah. looks better for the most part. Yeah, I think the 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 dark colors of it work fine. Yeah, because they're quite muted. Yeah, yeah. Because because even you know when they they, they go they, they're going in and it's like oh, yeah, one of us goes by air, one goes by sea. His boat gets like blown up really quickly. Like he's just yeah. like you know it's very quickly he has to be saved. It's just like. This is just this bullshit. This, we have to make Batman look even more badass because yeah. he has to keep saving I mean, Robin. It's, it's worth noting that that final Batsuit looks considerably better than, than the, the rest of the movie. Uh, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you not? I guess. It still looks a bit hokey to me, but that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it looks better. Um. Uh, it just it, it felt like it fit in a bit more with the, with everything else in the movie. Okay, that's fair. I yeah, Dick Grayson's story just feels. Kind of, I guess what I'm getting at describing what all these scenes are because I can almost remember every single one. You know, I mean, the only thing we've really left out is when he shows up in his like your know, cheap suit to save Batman after the the gala scene. Yeah, he's just still in his acrobat suit. Yeah, which is kind of the classic, you know, comic, you know, bright colors kind of thing. Yeah. Um, is that it feels like a really tacked on subplot. I feel like you could remove outside of the choice at the end. You could remove everything with Robin, and the movie would still work completely. Yeah. Nothing else would change. That choice at the end is the only thing that would actually be affected. All you would do is cut about twenty minutes out of the film, and then it'd be less than two hours, and that would be, you know, merciful. Yeah, it's, it's what the, <laughs> this is already like the shortest Batman film. Is it? Yeah, the others were longer than this. Okay. At least by, they were like like two ten, two fifteen. Ah, fair enough. This was yeah, this was just about by on two hours. Yeah, I uh, it just it feels so tacked on, and obviously I, I like good Dick Grayson stories. I'd love to have a good Dick Grayson you know introduction. What? Half but... the problem is that he's Dick Grayson in name only. Yeah, because he is this amalgamation of all three Robins. You know, he's he's got Dick's uh, origin in the sense of the the acrobat bit and the name, obviously. He's got the uh, the revenge style of Jason. Yeah, down to trying to you know the the stealing the Batmobile, right? That's kind mm-hmm. of very Jason esque. And then he, from Tim, he's got the you know discovering the identity and and 
worming his way in through that way. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And Chris O'Donnell's hardly very good either. I mean... Yeah, yeah, he's not the worst. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this will naturally lead on to the other actors. We'll talk about them, but he, he's kind of... I feel like he's always been mediocre, though, in everything I've seen him in. He's never been good. <laughs> no, I agree with that. But I don't think he's he's rarely... Oh, he's really bad. Yeah, I'm going to let a cat in, so you... Uh, you know, what do you think of Val Kilmer as Batman? Oh, interesting. I think he has a stupid, gormless face the whole goddamn time. I swear, the man does not how, know how to close his mouth. He always has that just slightly lips open and shocked face on pretty much all the time. And it was really getting on my nerves. Um, God, but God. he's actually not the worst. I think his Batman's terrible. I think his Bruce Wayne's not bad. I think his Batman, he doesn't even try to put on a different voice. He sounds like he's just doing the same thing yeah. when he's, he's Batman. Um... So his Bruce Wayne's okay, but his Batman just he feels very unmotivated to be Batman. Yeah, although I do think that's kind of the point of the movie, is right. So it's it's problematic in that I don't know how much that is him and how much of that is direction. Well, I don't mean unmotivated in the same way that he is in the plot. I mean, as an actor, he's unmotivated to put effort in. Well, fair enough. But I mean, again, I don't know if that is direction of you know, kind of don't overdo it kind of be kind of laid back almost with Batman. Also, this reminds me, so the opening of the movie is the, like, you know, Two-Face has got this guard, he's got this this vault that he's, they've got tied to a helicopter, there's acid in it. Yeah. Can I just say, it's boiling acid! I can't believe we didn't open this review with that. I know. I should, I should go back and us. edit it in. Just the first words are, it's boiling acid! Um, also, I never, I, maybe I didn't notice this before, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. At the gala, when Two Fessy's men show up and Batman comes in through the uh, the skylight, and yeah. you know, it's just before uh, Riddler says, ah, oh, your entrance was good, his was better, right? Just before that. Uh, that guy, that guy in the vault that's in the crowd, and he's going, it's Batman! Like he's there. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, shit, I, I've forgotten about that or had never noticed it. I don't know which. I'd probably but... never noticed it before. Yeah. So, yeah, Kel- Kelmer's kind of a weird mixed bag. I don't... I don't hate it. But, I mean, it's not very good. Yeah, his Batman sucks. His his his, his Bruce is okay. His Bruce just kind of feels like Bruce Wayne-y. Like I, said, I, I think it's the, the gormless face really really gets on my nerves. I, I don't know if, if this bothers you, but, you know, he does that just lips slightly open thing all the time instead of just closing his mouth and having an expression. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nicole Kidman's fine. I mean, Nicole is not a bad actress by any means. Yeah, yeah. Her, her character's just kind of thankless because she's, like, she's literally horny for Batman from, like, the very first second we meet her. That's, <laughs> like, that's her character. She's horny for Batman, and then at the end of the movie, she's a damsel. That is her entire character. Well, that's not fair. There's a bit in the middle where she's horny for Bruce. <laughs> but she literally uses the bat signal and then like comes out and and like yeah, like I think it technically could be called a dress, but it was essentially lingerie, right? <laughs> that, yeah, that's what it I'm, was. I'm not disputing this. And and she's sexing him up, and I'm just like, could could we get a sense of this character? Maybe like who she is, what drives that. Her? That involves having some class. 
<laughs> it just it, it's just such a thankless role. Um, yeah. The don't villains. Blame her, though. Sorry. I don't blame her though. I oh, don't blame her either. No. This is the script. Do you know what was funny to me about this though? I was thinking as I was watching this, is this is the age she's supposed to be in the flashback in Aquaman when she's like, you know, just meeting Aquaman's yeah. father? And I'm like, yeah, she looks nothing like that in the flashback. <laughs> like, they've, they've de-aged her digitally, but she doesn't look like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just That funny. sounded really insulting then. No, 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 no. Like, like, I don't think the co-camera looks bad for her age. I'm just saying that it's been 20 plus years and she's supposed to be that age in, in Aquaman in the flashback and they've tried to digitally do it. But it looks nothing like this, which what she does here. No, I I agree. It was just it, it sounded like there was some insulting insinuation. <laughs> no. Um No, my, my, my insinuation is that they shouldn't DH people because it looks stupid usually. Unless you, unless you're Marvel, somehow it, it seems to work for yeah, the most what part. sort of magic tech have they got? I don't know. Every other example that I've ever seen of it being done, I hate. But for some reason yeah theirs has kind of worked but uh we'll, we'll see if captain marvel makes it work though because uh samuel jackson's like a, a proper like supporting character as a young person yeah this this that. isn't a a you know two minute scene this is a movie it's going to have to last like the whole thing so very curious to see how that that works out um so villains then tommy lee jones is two-face yeah i mean fine I like Tommy Lee Jones. He's obviously hamming it up, uh, which is in style of the movie. I feel like the biggest thing going against it is just how hammy, it, how how hammy the movie is in general, and how hammy it wants him to be, especially the makeup because he's just painted purple down yeah, half. Yeah, I half think of his body. one of the other things that's really against it is I'd have much rather have seen Billy D. Williams. Yeah, that's true, and I think the other thing against it now as well in hindsight is uh, Dark Knight's Two Face, where. Yeah, I tried not to like to to bring yeah. that into this. I think that's unfair to you know judge it for what it is, not for okay, yeah, yeah. but it could have been Dark Knight. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the design of the face of of the the scarring of the you know sure Dark Knight's like two face that half of his face. It's like horrific. It, it is. is absolutely terrifying. And then this is just like oh, he's painted purple. It's a cartoon. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's essentially what it is. Um, it, it just you know is what it is. I don't know. Jim Carrey's an interesting one because Jim Carrey's arguably the main villain, and that the plot revolves more around him. Two Face is there to be this kind of foil for Batman, but he's also there for Robin's story. Riddler yes. is actually the main driving force of the the plot of the movie. Um, which is a lot weirder than I remembered. It he actually makes a box to to do holographic three D TV which in turn steals the thoughts and memories of the people watching the TV so he could become really smart. That That's the plot. That's Riddler's plot in this movie. Yeah. It sounds even stupider when you say it out loud. It does. Because I actually don't think Jim Carrey's that bad. I think, oh, I disagree. I think it's awful. I think he's got moments where it's too much. I actually think there's times where I'm like, yeah, this feels kind of Riddlery. So it's a bit, obviously, it's over the top. I'm not going to dispute that. I... I, I did not like this at all. This is, for me, is one of the worst elements of the movie is is, is him as Riddler. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is funny. I, mean, I wouldn't say I love it. It's, it's not the Riddler I want by any any means, but uh, I'd probably say it's one of my l- least upsetting elements of the movie. It's, I found it borderline painful. Hmm. I just, I, 
I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't understand what this is supposed to be. What I'm supposed to be getting out of this performance. His introduction is very obviously hammy and like cliched, where he's you know he's this obsessed guy who works for the Wayne Company and he's yeah. trying to do bris. It was funny actually. Uh, for years, um, because obviously as a kid you have horrible taste, and I watched this a lot as a kid. Uh, in fact, this was the first. Shame on you. This was the first Batman movie, probably even superhero movie that I saw in the theater. Came out in 85. I was six when this came out. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what well, was yours, Batman and Robin? I bet it was. You're a couple of years younger. No, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, maybe. I don't remember seeing Batman and Robin. So I mean, I would have been old enough to see it, but I don't remember. I bet you did. I bet that was your first. <laughs> what year was Batman and Robin? Uh, 97. No, I don't remember that. No. Um, I don't actually remember what my first superhero movie in the cinema was. I don't know. X-Men, maybe? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. That's kind of the big next big one. It is. Yeah. Because I'm going to assume you didn't see Steel or... Um, I don't know what else came out in the late, late 90s, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I assume it probably was X-Men, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, if not, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have really strong memories of any of these, though, for some reason. But anyway, so I had, this, impression. I had this taped off TV as a kid... And bizarrely, there was a scene that was actually edited, presumably because they had it on at a time that was, you know, they wanted to make it suitable. Sure. Right? Um, it's when Riddler kills his boss. Um, and the version I watched a lot as a kid on tape, um, he, he, when he pushes him like down on the chair, out yeah. of the window, he actually just, it appears as if he just went out straight out the window and fell at his death. The whole bit where he comes over when he's dangling and sort of takes off the helmet. Yeah. And when he falls... And I I didn't see I mean I might have saw that in the theater but I never saw that on like home release until so every time you see this now as you know as an on a, on a proper version yeah. you're like oh yeah this is a thing yeah I guess they just thought it was too dark which is is fine it actually did feel kind of dark the first time I watched it not because it's actually that dark but just because I'm like well this was never here that's a little extra bit where he's like but what's funny is is that watching it the proper way I actually remember thinking back. And I think even as a kid, I al- I always thought the cut was weird because it always cut to him already standing there holding the helmet, looking down and saying something like, oh, you know, uh, uh, good form, but you had some trouble on the landing or something like that the line is. Yeah. It cut to him standing there saying that. And I used to, I, th- I think even even as a kid, I noticed that that was weird, that he seemed to teleport down, down this big room. Um, so there was this weird, like, I knew I wasn't crazy. When I when I saw this eventually is in its proper un, unedited such form. Such an awful kid. <laughs> Shut up. I can just tell. So one thing that was sticking out to me watching that this time that really was bugging me is just how absurd they went with some of Batman's like tech. It was kind of bugging me. Uh, there's the Batmobile riding up a wall, which I hate. I'm but, down for. Like it'd be fine if it if the vehicle looked designed to do something like that, but it yeah. doesn't. It looks really stupid when it's going up the wall. It does. I it, don't really like this design of this Batmobile at all, to be honest. That's fair. I don't. It's all the big. It's it's just one big grill. Yeah, I don't even hate the grill that much. It, it, it's the the fins look too wobbly. See, every time you see it driving down the street or something, you can see them wobbly in the wind. I'm like, no, make them out of yeah. hard metal, damn it. <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't like the the bat uh, tire hubs. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, they're a little bit tacky. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you the tacky. Uh, the tacky is the word. Um, I think the Batman and Robin one's even tackier, though. Just before oh, I, I, I think I remember it. 
but uh so it's right up the wall but the one that really got me was bruce wayne has a has a like a, a his chair in his office has like a hole underneath it and he goes down this like shoot but there's like a pod that he goes into and it's like sliding down and it feels like it's going like somewhere else in the city like he's built this elaborate underground set of tunnels that takes him all the way from his yeah. office down to this secret back cave that he's got somewhere or down to where this this batmobile is parked and i'm just like this feels silly it just feels like oh we can do this this will be cool yeah but... and let's not forget his apple watch <laughs> you know, yeah with the video call he's got a video call on his watch yep he's he's yeah, there's also just little things like that. Like he's he's got little th- uh, thrusters for his his boots and stuff. Which, and that, that one's not as ridiculous on its own. But it's just, but that by the time he whipped those out in the movie, it kind of felt like he's whipped oh, out so yeah. many random things. It just feels like okay, this is getting silly now. This is getting Scott Snyder levels of just what crap has he got on his suit? <laughs> like, what has he thought of? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that that was that was bugging me a bit. I'm gonna lie. Speaking of holes in the floor, <laughs> at the end of the movie, when Batman's get up the big shaft to, uh, to get to you know because the, the the island rises right yeah. there's a big sort of like comical movie shaft in the middle uh, with the spikes and all that. Now he gets out of the trap where these big spikes are coming down right. He makes it fall off its gear right, and then he rides the chain up because he cuts the chain and that makes him go up with the chain. When he gets sure. to the top. A, a door on the floor opens for him and he pops out and i'm like you thought you were going to kill him with the with the spikes and even if you didn't how did you know that's exactly where he was going to be popping up from and even if you did why would you build him a door i mean the door could just be part of the the system that's that's in place with the chain and the spikes and the counterweight hmm I don't you know. know. When when the thing comes up, the door opens so that the, the spikes can retract out so they don't just crash into the roof. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying this. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it is already on a counterweight system. It is designed to go in both directions. So, I mean, maybe when it rotates around, the door opens. It's part of on that chain. It's It's, it's all connected to that already. All right, but I'm not. I'm not saying someone went. Oh, hang on, Batman's on the way up. Let's open that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Hmm, I don't know if I'm buying this, uh, but whatever. I'll, I'll. So. So yeah, he becomes successful. Two Face helps him rob places so they can fund his his endeavor. He becomes rich and famous, and he steals. Because what's interesting, I suppose, and I'll give it credit here. I do think it's interesting that Two Face hates Batman, but Riddler hates Bruce Wayne. Until he finds out he's also Batman, you know, there's, there's a portion <laughs> until, of the film until it does that, and it's like, ah, what an one. Yeah, but I do, I do kind of like that duality of that. That one, one of them, sure, hates Bruce Wayne instead of Batman, um, and then eventually he finds out because he, you know, he, they, they steal his his mind from uh, the TV thing. Yeah, as you do, uh, and that kind of catapults the, the end of the film. Where they come to the the, the mansion when it's Halloween, and they, they they destroy everything and kidnap Chase, the whole whole thing. Um, I respect that they had Rid- uh, not Rid- uh, Two Face stick with the coin. You know the, the idea. Mm. You know he, uh, when they when they break into the mansion there, he flips the coin three times. You know once for each of them, and uh, you know it all comes up that they're, they're alive, and he, he looks visibly frustrated that he didn't get to kill them, mm. or at least yeah, one of them. That's fair. 
that's fair. Because that, this leads us, of course, to like, you know when Batman like throws the coins up, and it's just because Riddler's been defeated, and Two Face is down there in the, the big shaft. He's uh, he's cracked. Yeah, he's a wacko now. And he throws the coins up, and like I say, it, it kind of feels like it betrays because you think the arc is going to be, and it kind of got to this point where Robin made a choice to like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm going to save Two Face because he could, he could have let him die earlier, and he pulls yeah. him up instead. And so he does kind of have the end of the arc there, I suppose, but he still it's looks just far, undoes it. It undoes it, yeah. It, it feels far too satisfying for him that, that Two Face is, is dead. Um, yeah. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a really unsatisfying ending. Mm-hmm. Rid- Riddler's just cracked in the nut house. Uh, uh, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time we see Arkham Asylum in any of the movies. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware. It definitely wasn't in the last, so unless... I wasn't counting yeah. the 60s one if it's in No, that, I'm, but... I'm thinking animated. Oh, sure, I'm just thinking of the, the, the series. Sure, yeah, de- yeah. It definitely wasn't in the last two of these. Yeah, so we get a glimpse of Arkham at the end. Uh, and I know it's in the next one, so it did start to be more prevalent. Mm. Um, yeah, I, Batman Forever is a bad movie. There's yeah. frustrating things that you can see where it could have been great. There's frustrating ideas where you can be like, I can see how that could have become something. But so much of it feels just tacked on, cut out. Uh, there's leaps in the arcs where it feels like we, we skip over where Bruce and Chase actually get close, where all of a sudden they seem to care about each other. Um, leaps in the arc where, oh, Dick's back for some reason. Like, why did yeah. he come back? What, you know? Uh, yeah, because reasons. Because reasons, yes. It's, it's frustrating because this is my least favourite of these three, although I don't think it's the worst. I, I think Returns is, is worse, but it's it's so much worse that I get enjoyment out of it. I, I would rather watch that. This one is that place where it's bad, but it's not so bad it's atrocious. It's just boringly bad. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, it also moves at a really quick speed where nothing really gets a chance to feel like it's earned any development. Like, early on, mm. I felt like it was like, boom, introduced Riddler, boom, we've had that two-facing, boom, we've had that, you know. It felt like it was just going, you know, yeah. breaking that speed. It does, definitely, um, so I, I yeah. actually here's another thing I was thinking about actually during uh so it's when it's not it's not when the the bat signal goes up when Chase calls him it's later on the bat signal goes up uh when he's um I can't remember where he is actually when the bat signal goes up I think it's just in the mansion the bat signal goes up after he's had like one of his little flashbacks and it's like, okay fine bat signal's up Gordon's calling him but it's, by the way Gordon has nothing to do in this he's in a couple of scenes saying thanks Batman. Pretty much. Yeah, useless. Anyway, so so the backstone's up, fine, and it cuts to a scene where Batman's in the Batmobile and he's being chased by some Two-Face, like, thug vehicles. And that's when we get this the scene where he eventually, you know, goes up the wall and everything else. Yeah. Um, All I could think was, but who turned on the signal? And did they ambush him on the way to the signal? Did Gordon send him somewhere because of what Two-Face was up to? These are good uh, questions that I cannot answer. Yeah, it's, just, it's like the signal's there. Okay, great. Cuts to a scene. He's been chased by Two-Face goons. I assume, to be honest, they just turned the signal on every other night in this world. Because why <laughs> not? It's probably needed. Also, the signal acts like a searchlight. Yeah, it actually goes across the uh, the Wayne Manor window when you see it. It moves yeah. across as if someone's pointing at the window. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, when we're on the roof, we do see it move. Uh, and we're up there with Chase that, that first time. Oh, do um, we? Yeah, enough. yeah, it moves behind them. It still looks unnatural. 
Though it it does, but it, scene, it but, is yeah. on a like a pivot and it moves and you you see it rotating on its own. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So, I mean, it's weird that oh yeah, let's just put it at someone's house, but uh, <laughs> especially it, it, when we don't know that person's house is is the Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might convenient that, but it it does move. So, yes, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anything else you want? Yeah, I just. <sighs> No, just I'm really not looking forward to the next one. I might, I might have to get drunk. Music. I actually don't think the music's that bad. I mean, I hate the cheesy bit. The main theme's okay, though. It's, I feel it's very generic. Sure, no, it is. But it's fine. It's inoffensive for the most part, though. Yeah. It's just generic, which it's kind of how I feel about a lot of this movie. It's just it's just kind of there. It's very nice. It yeah. kicks into a U2 song at the end. And then goes into seal kiss from a rose. Oh, is that it. this one? Damn it! I turned it off before I got to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the next one. No, that's this I one. love that song. No, no, next one. No, next one's got the Smashing Pumpkins. Now, in, in in the credits, it's just the the end is the beginning is the end. But the good version of that song is the beginning is the end is the beginning. Um, I actually had the soundtrack to Batman Robin as a kid, and I don't regret it because it was worth that song. Okay. You may also note from the first teaser trailer for the Watchmen movie. I don't remember that. I that mean you. Like I mean decade. I mean you. You as in the, the audience. Yeah, no, but no one should remember that. It's a good song. That's what I'm saying. Um. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that 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 forever. Riddler and Two Face and. I'm actually shocked. This has been the only live action Riddler we've had. Probably because this one was so bad, no one wanted to do it again. I, I think a lot of people were expecting the third Nolan movie to have Riddler, and it didn't. And that's cool, but I think it's weird that we've went so long and we've not had another Riddler because it feels like Riddler is one of the bigger villains. Yeah, I think that's down to the '60s show established which ones were the big ones for the most part, right? Yeah. But hey, so I guess we have to rate the movie. Yeah, it's a four. <laughs> it's not the worst. It's just it's just it's just not good. It's kind of bad. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with the four. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. I feel like Gritty Batman and Robin is that I've not seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking it was an easier watch because it was so bad. It was hilarious because mm. it was so far in the extreme. It's a, it's a worse movie, you know, objectively. Yeah, but. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger ace puns, and you've got, you know, various other things. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I, just, uh, I I'm going to have a quick glance at when we tentatively have it scheduled. But I think it'll be less painful than this. Okay. See, I'm looking at where we tentatively have it scheduled, and and that might be an ideal night to do some drunk arrow with it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh dear, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you being sober for Batman and Robin's a good idea. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I know you I don't. No promises. Um, yeah, Bat- Batman Forever is this set of four movies is such a weird thing. It's a testament to Batman that he survived this crap. Barely. He did. We got a good trilogy out of it afterwards. Yeah, only took a took close to a decade. Hey, that's normal time for a reboot. If anything, these days it's too quick the way they turn these things around. Yeah, but when it should have had just a fifth movie, like two years later, 
a decade's a long time. Yeah, you have you have to wait. You have to let these things quiet down a bit. Let people forget the badness so you can come back strong. Come back strong, it did. It did. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's not next though. Next is Batman and Robin. So, uh, <laughs> winter is coming. So, you can let us know what you think of Batman Forever in the comments below and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can support us, of course, by going over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv. You can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month. You get these influx reviews a week early as part of that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff as well, of course. Um, you can also buy merch now. You can go over to the store. There'll be links in the description. And you can buy some merch, which also helps us. Uh, any of these options are all, all delightful. But that is, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. We'll see you next time with Batman and Robin. <laughs> Stop reminding me. Thanks for watching again, guys. We'll see you next time. It's boiling acid!